carried on the wings of an eagle. On the wings of an eagle. Until eternity. Over mountains and valleys. Higher and higher. Heavenly heights. The wings are strong which carry me. Under this same wings, how wonderful I do rest. There is my refuge, my safe house. The enemy may fly over me and aim at me, but the wings which cover me Safe under his wings, there is the blessed rest, this gives a certain assurance. Under his wings is peace, and upon the wings is power. Very soon the day appears where there is no more sorrow, no tribulation, no tears, no fear, no death, only peace on that golden strand. <coughs> what a day! What a glorious day when Jesus takes me home, when I will see my Savior by His grace. He takes me by my hand, leads me to the promised land. What a day, what a glorious day this will be. Troubles there. Peace and joy fill this place. 
no sickness, no affliction. Jubilation all the time. And forever I will be with my Savior there, joined together. What a day that will be. What a day when I will see Jesus who takes me home. He takes me by my hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, what a glorious day this will be. Savior comes, then the trumpet will sound. Oh, my friend, are you ready? Is your garment clean and pure? What a joy this will be. What a day this will be. When Jesus takes me home, when I can see my Savior, He takes me by my hand and leads me to the promised land. What a day, what a glorious day this will be. We greet to this broadcast, to this biblical word observation with Brother Frank, all brothers and sisters, all friends worldwide who are joining us online wholeheartedly. God is faithful and true in His Word and in His doings. Before Brother Frank speaks to us, I read us a word from the Scripture. From 2 Thessalonians, chapter 2, from verse 13, 2 Thessalonians 2, from verse 13, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, 
brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught whether by word or our epistle. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, who has loved us, who has given us everlasting consolation and good hope, through grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Please, Brother Frank, also I would like to greet all of you very warmly and also extend the many, many greetings which were given to me. Even though not always names are mentioned, but our brother Müller from the Baltic Sea and the whole family Müller in Austria, everywhere, One can say, God has given grace, greetings from New Zealand, from Australia, from all of Africa, greetings, really, from everywhere, especially from Switzerland, and of course, Austria, Slovakia, Russia, And really, from everywhere, also Brother Tati, I don't want to forget him. He is involved in the support and we are very grateful. Yes, today much could be said. We are grateful to the Lord for His precious and holy word. One week ago, on Sunday, we had Reformation Day. On Monday, there was All Saints Day. The one day reminded on the Reformation, 1517. The other day reminded on the All Saints Day, 
on the canonized saints by the church. What shall one say to it? We are not here to judge others. But one thing must be said very clear. We are really by the commission of God we are obligated, duty-bound to preach nothing else but the true word of God. And I hold in my hands the Old and the New Testament to which absolutely nothing may be added. And if one then sees of all the things which were added, then nothing is left of that what the apostles really taught and practiced. Nothing is seen and nothing is heard anymore. It saddens me so much when I think about it. What happened to the church of the living God? that from the very beginning both ran parallel. The one, the true proclamation and the other interpretations. And if we then look into the first centuries, we can read about Polycarp about Martin, about Athanasius, about all these men. We can read about Augustine, about Arius. Today, one can read everything up to the establishing of the Church in the Roman Empire. And then all citizens had to become members of the Roman Catholic Church. Citizens were at the same time members of the Roman Church, of the state church. What shall one say to it? It had nothing to do anymore with the proclamation of the gospel. No, something totally different came up. Also the remark here, All Saints Day, no Paul, no Peter, no James, ever canonized any dead person. Only the living should be, according to John 17, 17 
they should be sanctified in the truth. All these are teachings which have nothing to do with the Bible. And then, after 1,000 years of the Dark Age, the Reformation had to come. But also there, not much was reformed. In the 95 Theses, there actually the substance is missing. But brothers and sisters, let us thank the Lord God that at all times there was a small number of people who really believed biblically and practiced what apostles and prophets taught and this they counted valid. Now also the remark that also since the Reformation the sprinkling of infants which is called children baptism in all the Protestant churches it didn't change. Just think of it one moment that a, an infant is sprinkled three times with water in the name of the Father, of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that this infant is now born again by water and spirit that he has become a Christian. Who can comprehend such things? The infant doesn't know anything of it. And whoever reads the Great Commission, he knows what is written there. First, preach the gospel to every creature. And then, as the second, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Firstly, the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that God was in Christ and reconciled the world with himself, shedding the blood of the new covenant to give us forgiveness by his grace. And if one then goes to the eastern churches, then one hardly dares to say it. There the infant is not only sprinkled, 
There is a basin filled with water and the infant is then three times immersed in this water in the name of the Father immersed in the name of the Son immersed in the name of the Holy Ghost immersed this one has to imagine I almost said it gets too hard for me now to speak about these things for me incomprehensible that the enemy succeeded to mislead all of mankind in such a way. But thanks be to God, now is the time that all are called back to God. But on the other hand, we see how in all of the political and religious realm the things are coming together. All religions are uniting. For the first time, the main person of Hinduism was in Rome for the first time. And we all know, India, a country with more than 1.3 billion people and then only 2% Catholics. All the others are Hindus. Some are Buddhists. But all things are coming together now. All are embracing one another. All are getting one. But brothers and sisters, to us it is mainly about that God gives us the grace to recognize time and hour. And that what is happening right now. Also about this, just briefly, referring to it, whether it concerns the volcano eruption, whatever it may concern, everything, what is happening now, are signs of the end time. And this must be emphasized that nobody can stop and nobody will stop what is predicted in the Bible, in the word of prophecy. Earthquakes, famines, yes, people will be fainting from fear in expectation of the things which will still come. Already everything became, became different. The global warming, the climate change. But 
That's how we read it from Isaiah 30 last time. The sun will shine seven times stronger and nobody can change it on the earth. One can protest. One can, one can. It will take place just as it was foretold in the Bible. But then we will not get around it to emphasize that our Lord has said when you see these things coming to pass then lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. Let us come now to our word observation and please Brother Borg reads us reads on. I noted down some scriptures. We read from 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. 1 John chapter 5 verse 4. For whatsoever is begotten of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Praise the Lord. All who are begotten of God. And also this, we said many times, of the Son of God it is written Psalms 2 verse 7 Thou art my Son today I have begotten Thee and then we go to the three Gospels who report us precisely what took place that the Holy Spirit came upon Mary and that the divine begetting took place and the Son of God was born. There is no new birth without that we would have been begotten before by the Word and by the Spirit. Only after a begetting there can be a birth. That's how it was with the Redeemer. That's how it is with the redeemed. That's how it is in the natural from Adam until today. Brothers and sisters, therefore, it is so necessary to tell mankind the truth. 
If there would be a second chance to make a decision, then I would not need to speak with such a force. I just have to say it. We only now have the opportunity. After death, there comes judgment. No second chance for a person. Then comes only to fulfillment what is written in Revelation 20. Whoever was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. There's only one opportunity to be really pardoned by God, to receive His Word just as Christ was the Word which became flesh. So, by the proclamation, the Word as a divine seed must be laid into us so that the Holy Spirit comes upon this divine seed which was sown into our heart to bring forth the new divine life. And then we can testify with Peter and with James to be born again unto a living hope by the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. The one was death The other, the resurrection. In death, reconciled with God by the blood of sacrifice, to have received reconciliation, forgiveness, but by the resurrection, the new divine life came forth. Behold, I was dead and live forevermore. This our Lord could say. The same applies to us. By grace, God has given us this biblical faith. And God stands to his word. Our faith is anchored in the word, in all the promises which are written therein. And for this we are grateful. And as we read it in the word, this faith is our victory which has overcome the world, the whole religious world, 
the whole world, no matter what kind of it is, overcoming by the faith in the living God, in the living word, and this by grace, in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let us read on. We read from Mark 16. Mark 16, verse 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues. Thanks be to the Lord. It's just a part. It, it, it was read just a part of that, what the Lord said in the Great Commission. But let me say it here with a few words. The Lord God has led it in such a way that our Redeemer after his resurrection he could say to me is given all power in heaven and on earth. Satan was defeated. Hell was defeated. Death was defeated. Every sickness he has taken upon himself. Everything was finished. That's how our Lord said it on the cross. And because of this perfect redemption, we are ordained by the divine authority to say to the lost, you are saved. Please accept it by faith. To the sick, you are healed. Accepted by faith. To the captives, you are free. Accepted by faith. Break away from Satan and from sin. You are free. By that, what happened for us on the cross of Calvary, after spirit, soul and body. And therefore, we may preach the full gospel, the full salvation. And we experience it that thousands of people experienced all this, their conversion, their deliverance, their renewing, their new birth, their filling with the Holy Spirit. Yes, God. 
God not only laid new life into the soul of a man, God also has taken care of that our old tongue is purged and penetrated by the divine fire. Therefore, before the first sermon was preached on the day of Pentecost, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place. And our Lord said it. He repeated the promise which John the Baptist has given. I baptize you with the Holy Ghost, uh, with water. He who comes after me shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And this happened on the day of Pentecost. Not only the Holy Spirit came down with a mighty rushing sound, but the tongues of the believers were touched with fire and divided. And then, by the Holy Spirit being inspired with these new tongues, they could give glory to the Lord. And we can read it in the book of Acts of the things, of the supernatural things which took place in the early church. And the Lord leads us back to it. Please, we read John 14 verse 12 Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do. Thanks be to the Lord. I may laugh a bit now, by faith, and in confidence, in thankfulness. There was a man in our time who more than a hundred times referred to this scripture. Our beloved brother, William Branham, whom the Lord God really ordained by a divine commission from his birth he ordained him to bring the message before the second coming of the Lord so that it could be carried into all the world and brothers and sisters creation miracles took place God made the blind seeing the deaf could hear cripples could walk 
I'm an eyewitness. For ten years I was acquainted with this ministry of Brother Brenham. I was in his meetings. I have seen what God has done. That what happened in the ministry of Jesus Christ repeated in our time before mine eyes. And I'm grateful to the Lord God that I could be an eye and ear witness. And I Until the end, I will be an eyewitness. The Lord really confirmed His word as never in the 2,000 years. Such a ministry Peter did not have and Paul also not. Exactly this repeated what happened in the ministry of Jesus Christ, our Lord, when he walked on this earth. And with this, we have come to the crucial point. We live at the end of the end time. The return of the Lord is at hand. How often we shall repeat it that our Lord said when you see these things coming to pass then lift up your heads for your redemption is drawing near. But God has given the promise to send a prophet like Elijah before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. This is history. This took place. This scripture is fulfilled. And we may thank the Lord God with all our hearts for it. And all who are of God, they recognize what the Lord has done in our time and what He is doing right now by His grace among all peoples, tongues and nations. It is the special time of calling out from all Babylonian captivity, from all errors, the deliverance back to God, back to the Word. We, don't, we not only live in the time of Reformation, but in the restoration of all that as it was at the beginning in teaching, in faith, in the deed and in the truth. Praise the Lord. Next scripture. We read Mark chapter 16 
Verse 14. Afterward he appeared unto the eleven, as they sat at meat, and rebuked them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. Oh, to the Lord be the thanks. Just think of it for one moment. Even the disciples did not believe them who have seen the Lord after his resurrection and he rebuked their unbelief. The most terrible is unbelief. And brothers and sisters, even today, it must be said, whoever does not believe what God has done in our time, whoever does not believe that the promise from the prophet Malachi, behold, I send you the prophet Elijah. He will turn the heart of the children back to their fathers. Whoever does not believe this, he lives in unbelief. And the unbelief is the most terrible that exists on earth. Unbelief goes back to paradise when Satan by the craftiness of the serpent sowed doubts to Eve about that what God said to Adam. That's how unbelief came into existence. Satan sows doubts to, to the word of God. And I say it by the commission of the Almighty God. Whoever doubts that Malachi is fulfilled, whoever doubts that God has sent his prophet and turned the hearts of the true children of God back to the faith of the apostolic fathers, Whoever, does, whoever cannot believe this, he will die in his unbelief. Also this scripture we will still read afterwards. The confirmation of our Lord after the ministry of John the Baptist. We find of course in Matthew 17, when our Lord said, Verily I say unto you, Elijah truly shall first come and restore all things. Whoever cannot believe this drops out. Finish. Finish. We read the next scripture. We read Romans 11. Romans 11 verse 20. Well, because of unbelief, 
they were broken off and thou standest by faith be not high minded but fear thank you very much already here we can have the confirmation in reference to Israel because they did not believe therefore they as the natural branches they were broken off God can do nothing even among his people this is the greatest insult to God and therefore they were broken off they had to go through so much trouble 2,000 years because they missed the day of their gracious visitation. But now we must pay attention that we are not puffed up and high-minded but that we are grateful receiving Brothers and sisters, I assume that you found grace with God and that you understand that here it is not spoken about religion, here it is spoken about God and His plan about that what happens in our time before the return of Jesus Christ. For thus it is written, Jesus remains in heaven until the time of restoration of all things, just as they were at the beginning. Back to God. Back to his word. The next scripture we read Hebrews 3, Hebrews 3, verse 10 to 13. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God but exhort one another daily while it is called today thanks be to the Lord unbelief is mentioned here also brothers and sisters God hatte an seinem Volke God was not pleased in his people because they were in disobedience and they did not believe the Lord. Just imagine, 
They were reading the Torah. They prayed, keeping the Sabbath, giving their sacrifices, doing all kinds of religious things what could be done. And nevertheless, they remained in unbelief, remained in disobedience, did not, they did not understand that God does something, that it lets happen what is written in the Torah. I tell you, what good is it for you when you read the Bible? It doesn't benefit you as to the Jews then who read the Torah if you remain in unbelief and in disobedience. I don't want to get personal now, but what good is to all who go into the pulpit, who hold their speeches? What good is it for them? Whom does it benefit? Nothing. What good is it for all who read the Bible, who go to the Bible school? What does it benefit to them? I say once again, with deep pain, the Jews, the people of Israel, were waiting for that the Messiah should come. And when he came, he came to his own, and his own received him not. They were reading the Torah, every promise, all the 109 promises were written. They read all these promises in all of the Old Testament who were fulfilled at that time. They were reading and reading, did not understand. They remained in unbelief and disobedience. My God, what will happen in our time? Who reads all the promises? Who reads all the scriptures? Who, who? Brothers and sisters, the time has come. The judgment starts in the house of God. Are you really in faith? Are you, are you really obedient? Do you believe? Or are you in unbelief and in disobedience? May the Lord give grace. He who is of God hears God's voice. The next scripture. We read Hebrews 3, verse 18. And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that obeyed not? Again, we have it here. Who obeyed not. Brothers and sisters. We'll right now wrap up everything. Let me say it once again with all my heart. This is the last phase 
in the time of grace, the last phase, in the end time. Bible prophecies are being fulfilled on all levels, all over the earth. And all know, nothing is anymore the way as it was. And nothing will be that, that way. It only will get more terrible. But the area which is the most on our heart is that that the true believers experience their preparation for the return of Jesus Christ. And therefore, may faith and obedience come together. Let us hear another scripture. We read John 8, John 8, verse 24. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. Again, of believing. If you don't believe that I am He, brothers and sisters, can we believe that it is the Lord who speaks today to us? If you cannot believe that God speaks now through His Word to His people, if you cannot believe that the Lord has sent His servant and prophet to draw our attention to that what He promised for this phase. If you cannot believe in such a biblical way, then please, what, what then? We read on. We read from Genesis. Chapter 15, verse 6. Genesis 15, verse 6. And Abraham believed the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Praise and thanks be to the Lord. When did Abraham believe? When the Lord spoke to him. Brothers and sisters, in that moment where today The Lord speaks to us, believe Him now, in this very moment, receive and accept that what He promised. I want to read one more scripture, Hebrews 11, verse 11, Hebrews 11, verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged, she judged him faithful who had promised. This is extraordinary what is said here. In general we know the Lord spoke with Abraham Sarah was in the tent. The Lord turned his back to the tent. And 
Here is the testimony of Sarah that she received the promise which God gave to her. But God spoke to Abraham. But without Sarah, the promise could not find fulfillment. Although she laughed at first, but in her heart she believed and counted him to be true who not only has given the promise to Abraham, who has given the promise to her, brothers and sisters. It is just so powerful. We are children of promise and we believe the word of promise and we will see everything fulfilled what the Lord has said in his word. Let us summarize once again. Dear brothers and sisters, in all peoples, tongues and nations, especially all ministering brethren, find grace with God. Stand on the side of God on the word of God, on the promises, and take it like Sarah. I just, I'm so glad about it. I'm so glad she listened. She was in the tent. She laughed within herself. I, old woman, and then she testifies that he who has given the promise, that she believed him, What shall we say, brothers and sisters? We are children of promise. And may all brothers worldwide preach the word in the right way. And may all, from all religions, from all churches, May they come out, all the elect, may they be laid out, hearing the voice of God, believing, receiving, and that we really join faith and obedience with one another. And so that the Lord, our Redeemer, can return as bridegroom to take a bride home who is without spot and without wrinkle. Although we have to go through many trials in all the families, everywhere there's trouble, everywhere is something. But God's holy word and God's grace is above all. We don't look on circumstances, but we look on him who has given the promise. He has taken care for it. That before the return of Jesus Christ, the last pure holy doctrine as it was preached by the apostles and prophets 
that is preached also in our time and as written, grounded on the doctrine of the apostles and prophets. I'm not interested what Athanasius or somebody said. I'm only interested in that what God has said in his holy word. May faith and obedience and true confidence have been given to you that we look on him upon whom you have put your trust that he will also fulfill every promise which he has given. May God's holy word accomplish on the people of God worldwide in all tongues in all peoples and nations may it accomplish for what God has sent it for in Jesus holy name hallelujah amen we stand up for prayer brother Borg thank with us heavenly father we thank you that you have spoken to us through your word which we heard right now we thank you for the last message back to God back to the word back to the beginning by grace you have called out your people and through your word you are calling out the last ones in our days. We thank you for everything what you have done and what you are doing right now. Bless all brothers and sisters, all of your people worldwide who hears your word and believes it and who does, and who does accordingly. In Amen. Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Ich bin dein, O oh Herr, ich vernahm dein Wort, deine Liebe wohnt in mir. Doch es fühlt mein Herz noch immer fort, es